Alright, let's get this thing rolling. Welcome to the first ever Clubhouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, today we're going to kind of go over a little bit of a draft recap here. Going to introduce some new players to the league um, and just sort of get into a general overall feel of the season. Uh, moving forward, we will try to do this sort of once a week, but we'll see sort of how things go, how busy people get, how busy I get, um, and try to work it in from there. So without further ado, uh, we do have a couple new players in the league this year. Uh, one of them needs no introduction. It is my man's Frankie Mirandi. Uh, been in the league prior, I think took one, maybe two years off. He's back in the league. Um, and then we have Russ, who is one of Gallagher's friends. Russ also went to Franklin Pierce with Jimmy, I believe. Uh, so a little mutual connection there. And then we have Bubba, who is Chad's friend. Um, Bubba was went to Keene uh, High School and then went to USM after that. Uh, pay, played baseball at USM. So those are the two new guys. Um, after we're with this podcast, I'll be setting up a Facebook group or a Facebook chat with the new guys in it so we can kind of have something a little bit fantasy-oriented and go through it that way i think uh would be the best so um getting into the the teams and how the overall draft looked i'm going to sort of go at it a little bit with an overview of each team and then give my what i think is my best value that they had and their worst value um and then i'll try to give some sort of uh projection for what i think that they're uh standings or or ranking at the end of the year is going to be um i did not do the projected standings at the beginning of this so the numbers of uh, everybody has there's 26 wins per week um and it is not going or sorry 26 wins per season um and it is not going to equal 130 wins 130 losses so no need to check the math there. I already know it's going to be wrong. I'm just going to give a little bit of a soul read on where I think people's rankings or standings uh, and record are going to be. So let's get into it here. Uh, we'll start off, I guess it's easiest probably to start off just with my team here. Um, I went into the draft trying to get Christian McCaffrey, was able to successfully do that. Um, I think that... Let's see here, 73, yeah, uh, probably was going to go up to about 75 for him, um, so I think that 73 was was fine, um, and then I was able to get sort of the running backs in the middle, or sorry, a couple running backs there in the middle, Aaron Jones, James Conner, uh, was able to get some of the wide receivers that I wanted, some of those second year guys in DK, Hollywood, and AJ Brown, um, and then was pretty comfortable with my quarterbacks here, knew I wasn't going to get Cam, even though I wanted him, um, just in the league that we're in. But Stafford and Drew Brees should be fine there. Um, my wor- my best value, uh, I would say, was a- Antonio Gibson uh, for $2. Worst value, I would say, is probably Will Fuller. Um, Will Fuller is one of those guys that can be electric, can be very good, but it's only a matter of time, I guess, before he gets hurt. So we'll see how long that lasts. I mean, it's going to be a fun ride until he does get hurt. So... Um, until then, uh, I think the team's looking pretty good. So, 
I would go at probably a record right now with where the team stands of about 15 and 11 uh, out of the 26 wins. So, and hopefully going through this, I can make sure that it adds up to 26 every time I do it. That would be the, the best start, even if everything doesn't add up to 130, just to get everybody to 26. Um, yeah, so 11 and or sorry, 15 and 11 for me. Uh, that's probably again haven't done any of the rankings. Probably gonna put me, you know, it's gonna put me in the playoffs, but it's probably not going to put me uh, at the top team. So say somewhere in that two to four range. Um, still making the playoffs, probably not getting a bye, uh, just with the team that I have at the moment. Um, and then I'm going to move on in sort of no particular fashion other than where the team draft results came in for me um, on the draft results page. So next I have up here is Russ. Um, Russ has a pretty strong quarterback group here. Um, he was able to get Pat Mahomes. Uh, he's got Deshaun Watson as well. Um, and then has Clyde Edwards-Alaire there sort of as his bell cow um, running back. So I think that I'm not really too sold on his wide receivers here. He's got two Raiders wide receivers in the starting lineup, which we'll see how that goes. Um, he's got Emmanuel Sanders, Devontae Parker, and Terry McLaurin. Uh, love McLaurin this year. I think everybody does. Um, and then he's got George Kittle kind of in the middle there. Um, so the, the wide receivers, I guess, are a bit suspect. The running backs are pretty strong with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Tariq Cohen. Um, and then he's got a good tight end. So I think it's a pretty middle-of-the-road team now. If I do remember playing fantasy a couple years with Rush, he does like to trade, so he'll fit in great with this league. Um and I think that he'll be able to make some good moves to help him sort of improve his team along the way. For his best value, I'm going to give him Kittle for his best value. Um, after seeing Kelsey go for 38, getting Kittle for 27, uh, basically, you know, 50% of the price. Um, I think that... That's probably his best value there. I don't think there's very much separation between the two of them. Having $11 in separation makes him sort of a better value than um, any of the information kind of he had prior to that. So Kittle for best. For worst, I go Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson's at $21 here. I don't know where that puts him in terms of QBs for how much people paid for them. But if I'm looking at like Mike's team here he's got matt ryan and dak prescott um i don't really know where russ went russell wilson but uh dak and matt ryan less than him um and then sort of i think russell wilson went for either right around there or a little less than him um should have came a little bit more prepared yeah russ 20 bucks so I think Deshaun's probably, you know, a couple dollar overpay there. I don't think he's um, as good without D-Hop there anymore. So that would be my, my sort of worst pick for Russ. And then looking at Russ's team, I think I'm going to have a, a prediction of Russ here going at the moment 12 and 14. 12 and 14 is my prediction for Russ. Uh, that might get you into the playoffs if you have enough points. Uh, but probably somewhere right around that six to seven range. And then moving on to Gallagher. Uh, next guy up in my sort of draft results here. Um, pull up the team. 
Gallagher's got Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton. That's great quarterbacks there. Um, even if Cam Newton doesn't pan out, he really only needs one good game, and everybody will be trying to trade their RB1, their wide receiver one, maybe even their whole team for him. Um, at the first sight of the dab, you know Mikey's going to give up whatever he can for him. So, um, yeah, I think he can just... He doesn't even really need Cam to play that well. Uh, he just needs him to play well, really one game, and then he can get him sort of off the team if that's the direction he wants to go in. But he's also got Lamar over here, so he does have a pretty strong quarterback group there. Um, going down to the rest of the team, he's got Travis Kelty, um, who's probably a little bit of an overpay. I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but in terms of the rest of his team, not really a fan of D Hop, Paris Campbell, Slayton. Uh, sort of tough to be in your wide receiver two, wide receiver three slots. Mixon, great running back. Probably one of his better values that he got in the draft. Fournette, not a believer in him. I think that's pretty well known. Um, David Montgomery, not really too interested there either. Hunter Henry could be really good. Um, so I like the potential there. And then we won't really get into the bench spots of his. But yeah, so I mean, strong quarterback play. Um, he's got great trade bait and cam but i'm not really loving any of the wide receivers or running backs i think he's obviously got the best tight end in the league so that kind of skews things a little bit but um interested to see where he goes from here uh best value for gallagher i think is mixing at 42 um clear rb1 probably on a way better offense than he was last year uh getting him for 42 there puts him somewhere around the the running back 10 to 12 range um and i think he can clearly get over that Worst value, I go, even though he's the best tight end in the league, I go Travis Kelty. Um, Travis Kelty, tight ends are an interesting sort of topic in the in the league or just sort of for, for game theory here. Because the tight ends, yes, while Kelty's probably worth 38 and Kittle's probably worth 27, um, when it seems like everybody else in the league has an agreed-upon strategy that no one will bid anybody else up for the other tight ends, um and the rest of the tight ends go for, say, 300 to 3,000% less than what Kelsey and Kill go for, then it doesn't really look like they're that valuable anymore. Um, so while Kelsey's probably the best tight end in the league, you can set it and forget it. It's pretty easy once you got him in the roster that you don't have to really worry about tight end anymore. Um, I still see that as his worst value. Uh, Gallagher's record for right now is going to be 11 and 15. Um, I just don't think that the running backs or wide receivers are there yet. Uh, he's got two strong quarterbacks um, and some good trade in Cam, but uh, for the moment, I just don't think that Kelty, Mixon, and Lamar are going to be able to carry him to a lot of wins. Um, be interested to see what he does. So 11 and 15. Moving on to Joseph Gronkowski, one-time fantasy football champ. Um, let that be on the record. Looking at Joe's team here, um, I think it's pretty funny and probably an underdeveloped storyline so far in the league that there's no doubt in my mind that Joe bit up on Nick Chubb just so he could keep the Chubb names going. There's no doubt. That's the only reason he was bidding up on Chubb. I thought originally, now that I'm looking at it while I'm recording this, uh, he has changed his name from last year, which was Half Chubb to I'm Playing For Chubb. Um, so originally I had thought he was bidding on Nick Chubb so that he could keep Half Chubb. 
you know, we all know that Joe struggles a little bit with the with the names of his teams, so he probably figured, no, a few extra bucks on Nick Chubb, won't have to worry about the stress of changing my team, seeing how it's received. Um, you know, and for some people, that's worth the extra couple bucks. So uh, kudos to Joe for that. Um, he's still got, he's playing with uh, with a Chubb, I guess. Um, and, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll table table the dick jokes. Um, but, but anyways, he's got... Josh Jacobs, he's got Miles Sanders, he's got Nick Chubb, um, so I think he has a really good, solid set of uh, running backs there, um, and he's got a really good set of wide receivers as well. He's got Devontae Adams, he's got Tyler Lockett, he's got Deontay Johnson, um, and he's got a few guys on the bench that might be able to do well at some point. Um, Nikhil Harry, he's got Robbie Anderson, he's got Sammy Watkins, Um and then kind of punted the quarterback tight ends. He's got Higby as tight end, um, pretty interchangeable guy. And then he's got Jimmy G, and he's got Josh Allen. So um, I think Josh Allen's a good value there um, that he got. And I think Jimmy G's probably just a punt, probably will uh, circulate a few different quarterbacks through there. And yeah. I mean, a pretty solid overall team for Joe. I know he left the draft uh, the other night not feeling really great about his team. I think he's got a pretty sol solid squad there. Uh, best value, Deontay Johnson, $1. Um, last year, we saw Juju sort of be a shadow of himself, I thought. Um, and no one really knows if that's kind of what's to come or if he can get sort of back to his form with Big Ben. Um, and Deontay Johnson, James Washington, some of the guys like that kind of kept... Uh, production for for where they were sort of projected for um so if deontay johnson was able to keep what he's projected for uh with duck hodges can he get better with big ben i think so um so one dollar for deontay johnson i think is a pretty good value there um and then worst value is chubb i think chubb at 48 no, or 46, knowing that Mixon went for 42. Um, some of the other backs, even on Gruntz's team, went for in the 30s uh, in Miles Sanders and maybe Eckler as well. Um, Eckler went for, or sorry, Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders are on Gruntz's team. And those guys both went in the 30s. I don't think there's merit, very much of a difference between those guys and Nick Chubb. So paying another $10 for Nick Chubb, I think, is probably an overpay. Um, but Grouse's team, um, as it stands, I think is, is pretty decent. Um, I give Joe a 14-12 and 12 record going in. Um, probably going to put him around fifth place, fourth, fifth place. Um, and in the playoffs. Uh, pretty good player. So that's my, uh, that's my take on Joe. 14-12. and 12. Next up, we have Bubba, um, who spent early and often. Um, I don't know if he, I don't know if he came in with the strategy of that, uh, but he definitely seemed confident enough going in. I was sitting next to him during the draft. He seemed confident enough going in that that was his strategy. So I'm not gonna, I'm not out here to call him a liar. Um, he's got some studs at the top, and then he's got a lot of guys that he paid one dollar for. He's got Dalvin, he's got Tyreek, he's got Saquon, and he's got Keenan Allen. Um, he's got some work to do, so I'm inter interested to see, you know, how he works a roster over a season um, and sort of go from there. But um, I think it's an interesting team, interesting strategy, to say the least. 
Uh, he's got Rivers and Goff. He's also got Tannehill on the bench. Um, so those are sort of some interchangeable quarterbacks. Probably going to need to find one there. But being able to have Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and Cortland Sutton after spending up on Dalvin and Saquon, um, and Tyreek really, is uh, pretty good, I think. Um, I know he's punted at uh, the tight end position. He's got Greg Olson in there. Probably going to have to find a replacement for him once he's hurt five minutes into the first game. But then he's got Judy and Jefferson, uh, the two rookie wide receivers, Denver and Minnesota. So if, if either of them kind of pop, I think that he's got a pretty good team going there. Um, he is going to need to make moves sort of at the um, probably in one, maybe two of those flex spots. Uh, both quarterback spots are going to need a little bit of help, I would think, at some point. Uh, but solid middle ground overall. Um, Bubba's record for me, uh, actually, sorry, best value first, um, Sutton at $7. Uh, Sutton at $7 I think is a great value. Um, you're seeing guys sort of a little bit more sexy go around him for a little bit more. I don't think the production is going to be really much higher than where Sutton is, um, sort of in that DJ Shark uh, DK Metcalf range, the guys I kind of got, DJ Moore. Um, I don't think that they're going to be too much higher than Sutton. Um, so getting him for $7 is a pretty good steal. Uh, worst value, I think Keenan Allen. Uh, I'm just not a believer in Tyrod. Um, I think that Tyrod was one of those guys that was just... he. he they manufactured wins in Buffalo when he was there, but he was one of those guys that kind of capped everybody's fantasy value i think that 21 for keenan allen seeing the other guys that went for 21 around him um is probably an overpay there so yeah that's my bubba's team uh record 13 and 13 at the moment um and that probably solidifies him if i'm going with it in sixth place um so making the playoffs uh, playoff team, but I'm interested to see sort of if he can maneuver and what he does with the studs and duds uh, process that he's got going on right now. Next, we're moving on to Sean Drake, Tampa Bay. Uh, very original name there. Um, and Sean, you know, leads off the draft with Brady, you know, really setting the tone. I'm not even going to get into that for best value, worst value. It's just too easy at this point. Um, but really, you know, uh, sets the table there. Uh, nobody else sort of, they let him have him for what he sort of paid last year, uh, which was pretty sad to see um, because you know he's never not paying for Brady. He's never going to let somebody, he's never going to stick somebody with Brady. There, There's just... There's no outcome where that happens. Um, so in order to see or, or, or to see Mike or a, a few other people, um, including myself, you know, really give up there, not make him pay what he's what he would pay, um, is sort of sad. It's uh, it was fun in years past. Um, I guess the league is maybe taking a little bit more seriously now, which is also good to see. But uh, I'll never forget Sean getting bid up to the mid-60s for Brady. That was probably one of the greater moments in the clubhouse fantasy history. So getting into Sean's team a little bit here, um, he's got Brady and Rodgers, um, which was good in 2017. Um, he's got Brandon Cooks. He's got Gronk, um, also really good in 2017. He's got uh, Marvin Jones, Tevin Coleman, and A.J. Green. Um, also really good in 2017. 
Um, and then he's got sort of James White, Julian Edelman, um, Amari Cooper, and Michael Thomas. So he's got Michael Thomas, and he's got Kenyon Drake. Uh, he likes Kenyon Drake because they share the same last name. Um, and then, so he kind of just stumbled into that one. Kenyon Drake has become kind of a good player. Um, and Sean was attracted to him because of the last name. So he, you know, a blind squirrel finds him not every once in a while. Um, and then he's got Michael Thomas here. So um, a pretty solid wide receiver group as a whole, uh, I think. Um, and the running backs, you know, decent could use a little bit of work, but I think decent at the same time. Um, but, I mean, looking down on Sean's roster, it's, it's just kind of comical the amount of p- past Patriot or current Patriot players he has. I mean, he's got Brady, he's got Edelman, he's got James White, he's got Gronk, he's got Brandon Cooks. So he's got five guys in his starting lineup of, you know, 10 guys. Um, so 50% of his roster has played for the Patriots. And I think that's kind of how he wants it. So, you know, um, kudos to him for, you know, drafting himself into seventh place every year. Um, Sean's best value, Kenyon Drake, um, even though they share the same last name, um, still got a really good value there. I think at 29 bucks, seeing what other running backs in that tier went for um, is probably something that we'll look back on and all regret. His worst value, Edelman, $15. I don't know who's paying $15 for Edelman. He hasn't gone for over $2 in any of my other leagues. Um, sure, he can get some targets, but really, do you really want to start a guy that's catching six balls for 70 yards or seven balls for 50 yards? Like, not really anymore, I don't think. Um, I'm not drafting for floor, but maybe he is. So, uh, Sean, as his current roster stands, I think that I'd go with Sean at 11 and 15. Um, that's going to get him sort of in that, I think I put, put that with Gallagher. Um, maybe not, but um, 11 and 15. Um, I think that get, that Sean is, he's got some work to do. I'm not sure if he's going to do it. Um, I did, funny side note, um, I've been spending a lot of time at Sean's house this year uh, just grilling. He's got a really good back patio space if, if none of you have seen it or some of you haven't seen it, but uh, he's got a grill back there. He's got the patio furniture that we had at Thomas Park. Uh, and I probably listened to a good 15 podcasts there, uh, fantasy football podcast. And, you know, they get pretty redundant after a while. They're talking about the same guys. Everybody likes the same guys. And that's kind of how the hype builds and stuff like that. But it gives you a clear picture of, you know, a few different guys that even if you're just listening to this one podcast, a few different guys that you can target. Um and Sean was there. Sean was sitting next to me while I was while I was listening to these. I wasn't listening to him on headphones. I was listening to them on the Bluetooth speaker right in front of Sean. No talking. He wasn't grilling. He wasn't doing anything else. And Sean didn't come away with one player on the podcast. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. I guess he wasn't listening. I thought this whole time that I was like, should I really be listening to them with Sean there? Like, I don't want him to just be bidding me up on all of these players. As you guys know, I take fantasy football pretty seriously. I don't want to get bid up. Um, I want to keep my secrets my secrets. Um, Just know that if you say anything about fantasy football around Sean, your secret is safe with yourself. Um, Sean is not going to be acting on it. So... 
that's my little tidbit for Sean. Um, 11 and 15, probably going to put him in the 8th, ninth place-ish round. Uh, or, sorry, spot in the standings. Um, and that's a prediction. So next on to Mikey Pratt. Um, has some really good quarterback play, I think. Um, big fan of Matt Ryan this year. Um, and I think Dak is probably the best offense in the league. Uh, that Dallas offense is going to be really good this year, I think. Um, and then he's got Gallup to go with him. And he's also sort of got that Kamara, Melvin Gordon look going on there. Um, he's got some players that I don't really like in terms of Diggs. Uh, Melvin Gordon, not really interested in those guys. Raheem Mostert, um, not feeling him either. But I do really like Phelan. I like Gallup. I'm not sure how I feel about Cup, but I'm going to say that I don't really like him at the moment. Um, Kamara, great pick there to anchor the middle. Um, Diggs, not a fan uh, this year anyways in Buffalo. Um, and then he's got a couple guys on the bench that could do good. Um, he's got Mark Ingram on the bench, uh, Sterling Shepard, Anthony Miller, Crowder, Teddy Bridgewater. So... A pretty solid overall team for Mike. I know that we were looking at his draft at one point during the draft um, and thinking... Um, sorry, just getting a phone call here. And thinking that... What is Mike doing? He doesn't really have any players yet. Um, it looks like he's hanging back. But at the end of the day, Mike came away with a pretty decent squad. Um... The wide receiver group and back group as a whole um, aren't overly solid, but I think that having a few anchors at the top with Thielen and with Kamara, um, I think is really going to help. Best value for Mike is Ertz at $11. I think that Carson Wentz doesn't really have very many people to throw to this year. Um, not sure when he's going to get any of those guys back either. Um, Ertz should be in for quite a few targets. I like Ertz at $11 once you're looking at uh, Kelsey and Kittle going for that twenty mid-20s and then mid-30s. Uh, worst value, Melvin or Diggs. Um, I don't remember what he paid for Melvin. It wasn't good, though. Uh, he paid 16 bucks for Melvin, paid 14 bucks for Diggs. I think that's pretty significant overpays for both of them. I, don't, I wouldn't want either of them really on my team. Um, but at the end of the day, pretty solid squad, I guess, for Mike. Um, I got Mike going really the 13 and 13, I think. Um, somewhere right around the middle ground. Uh, could really go either way for him. I don't see a ton of upside on the team um, in terms of people that could you know, really break through where he paid for them. But at the end of the day, uh, good floor team. And maybe he can pick up a few guys along the way. So 13 and 13 prediction for Mike. Now moving on to young Frankie Mirandi trade for Juju. Um, looking at Frank's team here, um, I do think that the wide receiver group is really good. I know that that's what he was going into, sort of trying to find, was trying to find the wide receivers. Um, he ended up getting Eckler and Jonathan Taylor as well. We'll see what Jonathan Taylor does, but I mean, if he is sort of the Derrick Henry of the North, as they say, um, he could be great. He's a big bruising back, so we'll see what he can do. Um, Juju, Ridley, DJ Moore, and Robert Woods 
and Shark. I think that those guys are all pretty great wide receivers um, with, you know, pretty relatively high floors, but the ceilings can kind of break through the roof on, you know, four of the five of them. I think that Robert Woods has a capped ceiling, but at the end of the day, Shark, D, uh, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, and Juju all have a, a ceiling that's kind of uncapped at the moment, I think. So it could be great for him. And then Austin Eckler was a beast at the beginning of last year. So we'll sort of see what he can do. Um, and then he's got Derek Carr um, as well as Carson Wentz sort of booking in the two quarterbacks. That's going to need a little bit of work. But, you know, looking at Frankie's team here on the bench, he's also got T.Y. Hilton, Allen Robinson. Um, I mean, the guy's stacked at wide receiver. So... We'll see if he can trade some of them away, um, maybe get a little upgraded quarterback, something like that. But, you know, Frankie's got a good wide receiver group outside of Eckler. Um, the running backs could be really good, but we don't really know yet. Um, he'll One thing's for certain, he will definitely be trading. Um, I think that probably some of you are already getting your phone blown up by him. Um, so enjoy that. And then I think Frankie's best value is Eckler at 27. Um Eckler is RB1 in uh, LA. I think that it's a steal for him with as many passes as he catches uh, in a PPR format. Um, so great pick there at 27. I think worst value is Calvin Ridley. Um, even though I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a good year, I think that 27 was probably too much for him seeing where everybody else went. Um, I don't hate the pick. I think he could still definitely be worth $28 by the end of the year. Um I just think that there are other people around him that also could be worth the amount that he's worth that you could have got for 12, 13, 14 bucks. Um, so that's the only reason that it's the worst, your worst value there. Um, and I think I got Frankie going uh, 14 to 12. Um, I think he's going to be able to trade his way sort of into it a little bit. Um, not that that's weighing too much into it right now, but um, I think that he's got a great wide receiver group. Those guys are going to hit some bonuses. Frankie's going to have some big weeks. And 14 and 12 puts him into that sort of mid-tier of the um, playoff teams. Um, yeah, prediction, 14-12. Next, we're moving on to Chad here. Um, Chad, you know, who, who really knows what this guy's doing? Um, he wants the respect. He definitely wants the respect of coming in second place last year, you know, after he kind of just backed into it. Um, he wants the respect, but he doesn't want to put the time in, you know. He doesn't want he he doesn't want to you know, dedicate some some quality time to fantasy football, but he still demands the respect. So, I mean, yeah. It is what it is. Um Looking down through his team here, he's got some pretty good quarterbacks. I do like the quarterback play. Russell Wilson, Big Ben. Um, if Big Ben can kind of turn it back on, I think that he's great there. Um, he's got Derrick Henry and Zeke. And there's these two running backs, uh, which really can't get much better than that. That's probably the best duo we have in the league. But then his wide receivers. I don't uh, I don't like the wide receivers here. Um they're all kind of your safer picks, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not seeing very many big weeks out of these guys. Um, Julio, in terms of 47, like, yeah, he'll see some good weeks, but I don't know if he'll see some good weeks in terms of comparing to his, compared to his price tag. 
Uh, Tyler Boyd, John Brown, not fans of them. Christian Kirk, I don't really know where his targets are going to come from with D-Hop being there now. Uh, as well as Jordan Howard. I mean, I didn't even know Jordan Howard still played on a team, to be honest. Um, he's got Matt Burita uh, to go with Jordan Howard. So, I mean, that if that Miami backfield pops like, you know, like everybody thinks it's going to pop, then, you know, he's going to have a great running back there. But it's not going to pop. So, uh, he's also got Larry Fitzgerald, Curtis Samuel, uh, Daniel Jones. So, you know, kind of going on that same path that Sean went on, it seems like the magazine that Chad had uh, with fantasy football advice was probably from 2017, 2018. Um, so, I mean, not a whole lot to... To, to look at here for me, but in terms of advice for Chad, I would just say update the magazine. Um, and then his sort of, his best value, I think, was Russ Wilson at 20. Uh, being able to see that uh, Dak went for 20, that um, Lamar went for in the 40s, Pat Mahomes went for right around 50, I think. Uh, getting Russ for 20 there, I think, is a really good value. Um, and then worst value, I think, is Julio. Kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. But I just think the, the mileage is getting up, up there on Julio. They got some other targets that they can throw to now. Calvin Ridley is kind of coming into his own, even if it's not for $28 to Frankie. Um, but they've they've got some targets there. And Julio is one of those guys that he might just not catch a lot of touchdowns. Um, it could be variance, but it also could be that he just doesn't catch touchdowns. Um, so really good quarterback situation, awful wide receivers, really good running backs, tight end is okay. Um, I'm going to put Chad at um, 13 and 13. Uh, that's a prediction. So last but not least, we are moving on to young Brando's team, uh, the shit show. So I don't know if that means that he wasn't very impressed with his draft or, you know, where he's really looking. Um, but I looking down through it, he's got some good wide receivers. He's got... Mike Evans, he's got Godwin, he's got Odell, he's got Galladay. So those are some good wide receivers. Um, the running backs, not as great. David Johnson, not a fan of his. Gurley, another guy that probably was good in 2018. Surprised they're not on Sean or Chad's team. Um, Le'Veon Bell, another guy that was good a couple years ago. Um, so it's a reoccurring theme with these last couple of teams. Um, but I do like Mark Andrews. I think that Kyler could be good. He's got Kirk Cousins as well as Baker Mayfield. So maybe Baker can turn it back on, unlike he was able to do last year. I think that the the wide receiver core is going to win him some games. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not too certain about how I feel as of the team overall. Um, the wide receivers are decent. I just don't know what the full team is going to be able to put it together. Um, but... You know, we'll see. So, best value for Brando is Mark Andrews at $5. Looking at all the other tight ends, I don't think there's that much of a discrepancy between Mark Andrews and a few others uh, in his range. Um, so, getting him for $5 was a complete steal. Uh, worst value, I think, was Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon at 13 um, Everybody's kind of talked about how Le'Veon's lost a step. Um, maybe he finds it again, but it just it usually doesn't happen like that. So Le'Veon at 13 is going to be my worst value for Brando. 
Brando, I am going to go with a record of 12 and 14 at the moment. Probably put him a little bit outside of the playoffs, um, but you know, a couple trades and you're back in. So that wraps it up for us in terms of the going down through the team, sort of giving my um, two cents on where I thought their draft was best and worst values. Uh, if you're still listening at this point, uh, just know that I appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to be looking to try and do this, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, hopefully on a weekly basis. Uh, just talk about the week prior in general, um, get some things going in terms of you know a little bit more trash talking. Stuff gets lost in translation and text. Um, I think it will give Russ and Bubba a little bit of camaraderie amongst us, just being able to hear people's voices going on to the podcast and talking about different teams. Um, And it gives us something to look forward to while we're bored trying to talk trades and rip each other off during the middle of the week. So until then, um, best of luck in week one, and we will see you after we have some results. Thank you.